You're listening to Comedy Central. I guess tonight, legendary performer. He's won 15 Grammys. His new album is called Duets 2. Please welcome to the program, Tony Bennett. She gets too hungry for dinner at 8. She loves Look at you! Look at you! <laughs> you look great. Thanks for coming to see us. Oh, I, I love it. Thank you. This, this uh, duets too. I just want to say that right, right here. Tony Bennett duets too. The number one album in the country. Am I correct? Yes. The number one album. In the <laughs> Is there any other performer you can think of? that has been on the charts. When did you first start charting? The 50s? In the 50s, yes. The 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You've been on the charts every decade. Right. Is there anybody else in history other than like Beethoven? Is there anybody <laughs> that, that has that, that type of record? Do you know of? Would you even, would you follow that? I, I think it's the first. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. a remarkable thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Now you have, these are, how many duets is this? It's probably about. About 19. 19. Who, who sucked? Who was terrible? Who? <laughs> they were all wonderful, really. I really mean it. They were all no, great. I know. This is really nice. These are the most important, most popular young artists today that are doing very well. And, there, and is there anybody that wouldn't? Because I can't imagine if Tony Bennett calls you and says, hey, man, you want to sing a song? I would think it's like the honor of their careers. Well... I must say, I have a, my son is a, my wonderful manager mm -hmm. for the last 45 years, and he came up with this whole premise, and uh, I want to thank him for doing that. That's Danny. He's Danny. a good man. Yeah, right. very nice guy. Thank you. Uh, he will, though, because I've worked with him before in getting you to do gigs, he will muscle you. He is, <laughs> he can be a vicious man. <laughs> what was it like? You know, you, you did a duet with Amy Winehouse. Right. Were you, were you in the studio with her? Was that... I was. It was at Abbey Road, you know, in Britain. Right. And it was the, the last record that she made, yes. Is that, is it, is it, when you're working with somebody in that situation, and look, let's not be naive, you've been working in the industry since the 50s, you've seen people struggle, you've unfortunately seen people die too young. Is that something that you feel from a performer, or it's all just business? Do you get a sense that there's that there's trouble there? Well, she, she was in trouble at that time because uh, she had a couple of engagements that she uh, didn't keep up. But what people didn't realize at that time that she really knew, uh, in fact, I didn't even know it when we were making the record. I'm now looking at the whole thing. She, she knew that she was in a lot of trouble, uh, that she wasn't gonna live. Wow. Yeah. See, uh, and it wasn't drugs, it was, it, was, it was alcohol. Right. Toward the end, you know. And uh, it, it was it's such a, a sad thing because she was really, since Elvis Presley and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the whole contemporary change that came in, she was the only singer that really sang what I call the right way. Really? Yeah, because she, she, she was a great jazz pop singer. Right. And she was a little apprehensive about the whole thing at, when we were doing the record, but 
I, I came up with one sentence that made everything work. And I just said, you know, I said, I may be wrong, but I bet you're influenced by Dinah Washington. And when she heard that, she said, oh, my God. She said, that's my God. That's who I love. And, and it really changed the whole record date. And she, she actually used some Dinah Washington phrases in the recording. And the rec, the rec, uh, you could tell when you hear the record how wonderful she, she was really a great jazz singer, a true jazz singer. And that, I regret that because that's the right way to sing. Right. And you feel, in, in your, you know, you really are intuitive now about the, the music, aren't you? Like, you can just feel it from people. You've done it long enough that, you know, do you, will you see an artist sometimes on television or you'll hear them and, and you'll go, that's somebody I'll click with? Or can you hear somebody's phrasing and think, not sure I can blend that? Like, can you, can you feel the ingredients that will work with you that'll make a great record? Well, you know, uh, to answer your question here, it, you know, uh, I was 10 years younger than the great master Frank Sinatra mm -hmm. and Nat King Cole and, and uh, Billy Eckstein and Sarah Vaughan and Ella Fitzgerald, you know, who was better than anybody, and then Louis Armstrong. So I grew up loving that period of time. It, it, it doesn't sound dated to me, you know, any of the recordings, even today when you hear a Nat Cole record, it doesn't sound old-fashioned, you know. So uh, corporations will say, well, that's old music. But to me, it's not. It's going to last forever. You know, Nat Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong is going to sound great 50 years from now. You know who so, else? Well, they, they were my masters at that. Tony Bennett. <laughs> Thank you. I'm telling you, man. When you came out for us in when you came out for us in Washington, and you said, "I'm telling you, there was only one person I wanted at the end of there standing up in front of the Capitol, singing to those people," and and you just you you exceeded expectations as you always do, well, and it's just I'm, an honor to see you. That was the most beautiful moment in my life because to sing "America the Beautiful" right there with the Capitol behind us and the flag, it was something, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Explore more shows from the Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 